No se hacen pendejadas. Protect your portals, fregadas. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> ah, here we are once again. Welcome back, everyone, to the Portals and Pendejadas podcast. I'm Monica, the psychic medium. And I am Iris, the intuitive. Ah, and today, everyone... We're going to talk about, <laughs> you're already laughing, Iris. <laughs> We're going to talk about friends, foes, and fuckboys, or girls. And so, we have so much to talk about today. But first, let's start off with our drink of the day, Iris, and then we'll go into our portal and pendejada little challenge there. So, what are you sipping on today? I am sipping on, it, it feels like a passion, passion fruit hot tea with a little bit of honey. Mm. Um, and it just, I was craving something more fruity and more <laughs> playful um, yeah. because, you know, my go-to is my rose or my chamomile. And I was like, I'm going to change it up today. Why not? Feeling a little, nice. a little fruity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. Every time, it's just you know all the shit that comes out. Sometimes it just comes yeah. out, and that's okay. Yes, the shit that comes out and the shit that goes in. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, well. What As about you? Myself, yeah. Yes. I, so I'm going to just put it out there that this is probably going to be my drink from now on. It's that same drink that I made this last time. It's the Yvara. What, what do we call it? The Yvara latte, maybe? Except for what I ended up doing this time is I ended up using the Anthony's organic fine. It's like a fine milled coffee and so it's super it's like dust almost it's just so finely ground and anyway so it's the Ivara, the califia uh, you know almond breast of one and the coffee and i throw in some canela and so that's that's my go-to now and anybody listening you guys you have to try it at least once at least try it once it's so good but yes, that's what I'm sipping on. It's delicious. I have it charging uh, on top of that selenite heart crystal you gave me, Iris. Mm, <laughs> so it's extra charged. Yes. Extra. <laughs> yes. yes. And that drink is so good. I just can't Thank like, you. just like even you talking about it, I can taste it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing today? <laughs> I'm feeling a little fruity, a little I, I'm saucy. You mean huh? frisky, not fruity, honey. A little frisky, <laughs> a little kinky, a little slurpy slurp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm here for all of it. I am present for all of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well. What's your, your share for this week when it comes to portals? And then your pendejada after, of course. Oh, pendejada. Okay. Portals. So my portal has been 
activated. Um, so I actually, for the first time, did a session with a tantric, um, I guess, practitioner or healer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, she is part of the LGBT community and she works and specializes with um, BIPOC and LGBT community. So it was really amazing to kind of meet another practitioner that yes. is um, serving the community. And, you know, that's definitely one of my passions, uh, being part of that, um, but to also hold space for anyone in that population in any way, shape or form, whether it's through, you know, sound healing or one-on-one -on -one, um, like therapy or the intuitive talks or the energy work. So it was really amazing to connect with another practitioner um, and connect in this kind of sensual um, practice. And yes. it was really beautiful because we were outdoors and mm -hmm. she was leading the meditation and I was kind of just connecting with my own body, connecting with Mother Earth, connecting even with the flower of hibiscus, which is something that she works with. Mm -hmm. And of course, we were walking and there was a hibiscus tree on the way to the park, which I was, just, <laughs> I was just like, wow. And she was she was just like, wow. Using that in synchronicity with my practice and what I do. So there's definitely no coincidence there. Um, and with my portal, it was really moving through um, breath. So it was like a sensual breath work that she yeah. was leading and I was doing and I had my eyes closed. So it was just really me connecting with my body, with my breath, with my movements, with my energy with my Reiki energy and also with my portal and really mm -hmm. um, focusing on the breath, on the sounds and the movements and how you can really activate that Kundalini and that serpent energy, like even going up my spine and down my spine, down to my portal. So it was such a beautiful mm -hmm. way um, to really connect with myself and really connect in nature and connect with my womb and my portal. So I'm really excited just to see what unfolds from that and how I can continue to incorporate this practice in my daily routine um, to continue to connect with myself in that way and how healing it can be. You know, we've talked about that in, in other episodes um, about just calling in right everything that we yeah. want or clearing our energy but this is like a whole nother level mm -hmm. it's it's like sensations through every every part of your body especially your portal and through breath and through our vibration and our sounds and you know it's just like the sensual sounds that are kind of being released and and um activated within me so that's what it felt like like an activation so that mm -hmm. is something so beautiful so mindful so mm -hmm. intuitive like and how beautiful to do it with myself at this moment and potentially yes. in the future, being able to do that with someone else and holding ceremony in such a sacred way. It's so mm -hmm. orgasmic and so intimate. So, um, yeah, that was that was my portal activation. And mm -hmm. that actually happened today. So it was a really beautiful ceremony with my wow.
Um, That's yeah. And um, pendejada. What? <laughs> what did I do? Where, where did I fuck up? <laughs> Every day I feel like I'm, I'm like making mistakes, you know, and that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I love my mistakes. I love my pendejadas yeah. because without that, I wouldn't be who I am and I wouldn't be learning and remembering and forgetting and then remembering again. Yeah. Um, Oh man, let me see. I gotta really think about this. <laughs> That's my thinking, breathing. <laughs> yes, I, I do a lot of that myself when I'm in deep feeling and deep thought. <laughs> I love that. You know, um, it's actually interesting because I think of. I think of boundaries and I think of people pleasing mm-hmm. and how yeah. I'm working on honoring my voice and honoring my truth. And mm-hmm. there's times where I forget, but then I remember, that, you know, and it's yes. like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Like, okay. no. So for me, and <laughs> I don't know if this is necessarily up in the hala, but I, I guess I just think of like my mistakes and how can I okay. show up better next time, if that makes sense. So when it comes it to when it comes to um, processing, how can I be more responsive in that moment versus kind of shutting down and and sitting with myself and like, oh, I should have said this or I should have said that. So really allowing the words or whatever's happening to marinate in that moment mm-hmm. and honor my voice. So I would say that's the only thing that I can think about right now. I'm sure that there's more. So if they come, I'll make sure to let y'all know. Because <laughs> we all know that, that, <laughs> that we always, that's, you know. That's perfect. That is so perfect to share that way. Because at the end of the day, anything that can make us grow stronger and anything that can allow us to really honor that state of surrender is a delicious, beautiful, wonderful thing, whether we want to perceive it as a pendejada or a misstep or a mistake or whatever verbiage we want to use. So I love that for you, you into a space of, I'm seeing how I can work with certain experiences and certain exchanges and give myself more gentleness and give myself more holding. If I if I want to expand on that, I would then say to be held like that inner child, allowing yourself to feel held and seen and heard. So I love that, and and it's so beautiful. And I'm I'm kind of catching on to a theme with us. You have these really beautiful, beautiful expressions when it comes to our pendejada and our portal story. And I I tend to have these really funny ones or really like just supercharged and they're just in the whole entirely different direction and so so I want to say this for me oh my goodness mm-hmm. so so my 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 portal sharing is really really beautiful <laughs> Iris do not laugh right now because I'm not going to tell them what we spoke about earlier so don't even go there <laughs> I already know where you're going I feel it I see it <laughs> That was for you and me, Iris. Okay. You're so psychic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the portal, 
the portal energy that I'm going to share is this. It's not the first time that I've ever been there to support somebody when they're at a doctor's appointment, especially an OBGYN or anything of that nature. But I recently went with a really good friend of mine. She's one of the most precious people that I've ever gotten to love and, and hold. And for her, it was time for her to remove her IUD. And so what I felt to be so amazing is that here I am in such a beautiful, sacred time in her life and where she feels very vulnerable and just open and needing that support. And I just felt, you know what, I want to offer her Reiki. So I said, is it okay that I give you some Reiki, you know, while the nurse practitioner removes, you know, the, the item and, and whatnot. And she's just like, yeah, you know, so it was really amazing because she was one of the first people that I've been present for that when their IUD was removed, she literally didn't feel and not even the pressure like she and she was sharing that for her she just felt so calm and that the reiki was just really doing all the work is Mm. what it looked like and felt like and so that was so beautiful and i just feel like i i want so much for us as this tribe of of women and tribe of sacred beings that have these portals i want us to come together more and i want us to be more supportive and and really be there to hold our our sister or our being our soul partner, right? Because a lot of our friends, they are our partners, whether we want to look at it through a lens of, you know, someone that's going to help expand and really be a part of our growth, but they're a partner nonetheless. So that is something that I feel so called to share. And and so I really was so happy to be there. I was so excited. And and I'm just to this moment, I keep thinking about how amazing Reiki is and how it just really helped mm-hmm. her in that moment. And so that is my sharing as far as like portals do go. And I want to say this, I'm going to shift into something that's so, 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 so different. And so just let's just take a moment to take a deep breath. <laughs> okay. So my pendejada, you guys, my pendejada. Well, our last episode was released, I believe, right before Thanksgiving. And so, well, for Thanksgiving, I had a great day, a great time. But my pendejada was this. I have these two new beautiful nephews and on my husband's side. And... (laughs) My one nephew, it's one years old now. He's super intelligent and he's just beautiful. And he looks just like my husband. He looks literally, literally like he's my and my husband's baby. Oh my God. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, this you guys stay with me here because this is going to help everything come full circle. Okay. So it's so funny because every time I, I wanted to talk to him or I said something, he gave me the most dirty fucking look. <laughs> I mean, he I, mad dog the shit out of me. And Your husband me, or the baby? No, 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 the baby. <laughs> the baby, the fucking baby. <laughs> and, and like, he made this one face and I was like, oh my God, that's Ben. Like, he literally, he made the same face as my husband. And I'm looking at him and I go, I'm not a little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I called my nephew a fucker 
<laughs> and my niece is sitting right next to me and like literally the whole room went like silent when I called him a fucker it just came out because <laughs> when I <laughs> because when I swear to God it was like muscle memory because when my husband gives me that same look I go like you know fucker like so oh my god Monica <laughs> so I know I know. I, I'm telling you right now, I very seldomly, I mean, incredibly seldomly do I say something without thinking and it just comes out. It's very rare. And so anyhow, I'm just like, oh, that just happened. <laughs> so, then, so then I'm like, I'm like, oh, uh, you know why I said that? I'm telling the baby this. Okay. Justin Bidwinta. I'm like, you know why I said that? Because that's what I tell your uncle when he gives me that face. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny. I know that for me, it just stayed with me because I'm like, I've never in my entire existence ever, ever called any child anything. And then when I said fucker, it was, I was like, what was that? And what did he say, what? Monica? I... <laughs> so then I'm like, I'm like, you know, right away, I'm like, uh, let me do some damage control. So I went into, I went and told my niece, I'm like, Mama, I'm so sorry. Like, I, well, first off, I apologize to the baby, okay? <laughs> first off, I was like, I, I go, my mijo, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I said that. I just like tell your uncle, I'm so sorry. And then with mm-hmm. my niece, I'm like in the kitchen and I'm like, Mama, I just, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. I know I tell uncle that, but like it was, and I, I tell my husband, De, de cariño, no es de que I'm upset or like we're arguing. No, I just, it's like, I'm like, fucker. You know what I mean? Es de cariño. <laughs> so, so it was, there was no malintent <laughs> at all. None. Okay. Period. And so I'm like saying sorry to, to my niece and stuff. And she's like, oh, it's okay. But, but of course, like, I would imagine that that felt a little overwhelming to her nervous system. And, you know, especially because she was sitting right next to me and I was just like, okay, that was, what was that? And so I wanted to share that with you guys because I also really love, like, I get excited about sharing where I have room to grow or things that I've done where I'm like, oh yeah, I could have definitely done that better because Iris, you know, this very well. I always get people thinking that I don't ever misspeak or I must, you know, because I've done so much work and because I have so much awareness I must not have contrast. And you guys, so now we have this on record, okay? I'm the wonder of a fucker. So, so listen, listen, no matter how much work we do, no matter how much time we put into our expansion and our, our healing in that inner child, we're, we are still going to have moments mm-hmm. where things just unfold in a way that we did not anticipate at all. So, that's why I wanted everybody to take a deep breath because in order for you to really be ready to find out that I <laughs> I, I cussed a little baby out, uh, I, I, wanted you to be, I wanted you to be ready for that, you know? <laughs> that is so funny. I know it is and it isn't. It's like funny know? but fucked up at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's funny and all kinds of not okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we're human, you know, we're gonna make Oh, hell yeah. It's like, there's a lot of misconception of like, healers are perfect. And it's like, no, we're far from perfect. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Listen, it's the way that in my in my most humble opinion, all of us, but I, I will say at least the majority of us, the way we become the healers that we grow into, and that 
you know, we're these wise beings is because we've gone through so many different challenges that Mm -hmm. really lend us this experience. So it doesn't just, we're not just born and we're like, oh, here we are. Like, we're just the most wonderful, fantastic, amazing beings. And there's nothing that needs to take place in order for us to expand. We're just ready to go. Maybe one day those beings will be born that way. For now, that's not how it is. So I love that we get to share experiences and we get to say, okay, this is where I could have done differently. And and here we are. Mm-hmm. Now, I love okay. that. So I, I want us to get into speaking <clears throat> about our theme for today. And I know it, it can be a little overwhelming and challenging and also lighthearted and funny when it comes to speaking on, you know, friends and then foes and then the fuck boys and all that and fuck girls, because sometimes it can be one and the same. You can have somebody that maybe started out as a friend, right? And there was stuff going on that you didn't know about. Maybe they were, yes, your friend, but also maybe they were a friend to someone that doesn't necessarily see you for the beautiful light being that you are. And mm-hmm. so it can feel a little bit fake or there, sh- there could be a little bit aspect of that foe, the friend slash, you know, frenemy Mm -hmm. and for some people because I know people personally that have gone into a relationship with someone that they literally had all those experiences with and then all of a sudden they end up in a romantic exchange so I want to ask you Iris when you hear that title so that theme right friends foes fuck boys slash girls what does that do for you like do you have an actual visceral response do you feel like it takes you back to a specific moment in your life or any type of experience that either feels really good or not so good so my body just goes like like (laughs) Uh, mm -hmm. my body like cringes like it's like cringe but when I think of examples I or experiences I just Honestly, the first thing that pops up are people that come and they go or maybe Mm -hmm. friends that you have been quote unquote friends for 10, 15 years. I don't know your whole life, like people you've known and just different themes with with clients or just with people that I see on a day to day basis. It's like, oh, I'm outgrowing, you know, certain friends. So that's what I think of, like, oh, maybe they're they're foes and they're not really friends um, because sometimes we're so used to the person that we used to be because we're constantly growing that we are so attached to that. So then we attach ourselves to this old part of ourselves that we're not ready to let go within ourselves. So, Iris, thank you so much for sharing that. It really does express how you've been able to experience so many different aspects of exchanges that one might say would be a friend, one might say would be like a frenemy, and maybe in a relationship too. And so I want to say this. It's so important that we be sure to honor whatever those exchanges look like. So if we're with someone that is truly a friend to us and they are good to us and they're honoring of our energy, then we want to be sure to engage with that person and really offer 
our exchanges with them. Because what we tend to do is we will, in many ways, give more of our attention or most of our attention to those that don't necessarily honor us. Because for many of us, we come from a space of wanting to be seen and heard. And maybe Mm -hmm. growing up, we had to show people our worth. Like here, you know, you should love me. You should like me. I'm worth it. And so we may have become, and in a way, subconsciously, like pick me's, right? Like pick me, pick me. You can love me. I'm worthy of it. And so we sometimes bring that into our adult relationships if we were neglected as children. And so we may find ourselves offering our intention and our attention to people that aren't necessarily deserving of it because we want them Mm -hmm. to somehow know our worth, somehow see our worth. And then for those that really are there for us, that are truly our friends, we, we know they are, and we kind of take that for granted a little bit. So I, I love that you shared what you shared and it makes so much sense. And I trust that it resonates with so many people here today listening. I want to share a little bit of my experience also, of course. And where it goes for me, Iris, is I've had a lot of friendships in my life that, yes, they were, you know, for a season. And those exchanges occurred and we go in our separate directions. What I've come to find is there have been people that want to be my friend because of my gifts, you know, Mm -hmm. and... Maybe they deem it to be like this cool thing that there's a psychic or however that's their friend. I don't know. But, you know, I can kind of feel when there's like a disconnect there and I'll do my my best to be friendly. But I'm very, I'm very present with my, my choices and whom I deem a friend. And what I want to expand on further when I say like having these friends that are for a season is if you find yourself being the friend that's always there for your friends, right? You're, you're the one that's always going above and beyond to Mm -hmm. hold space for them and to show up, to show up in whatever version you are at the time, but in your most best approach possible, and you're not getting that back, then -hmm. you need to really stop and sit with yourself and ask, okay, is this person you know, a lesson, uh, is this person a season in my life or is this person a forever in my life? And what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Because that also helps us in many ways shift into what those fuck boys and those fuck girls look like in our life when we're in these romantic relationships, because we tend to take a lot of the the practice and vibration that we experience as children with our friends, we tend to take into our romantic relationships as we grow older. Mm -hmm. Right. And so depending on what kind of love we saw at home, well, sometimes the only reference we have are the references that come from the people outside of our, our our home. So I want to, ask you Iris when it's come to relationships romantic relationships what's your experience with a fuck girl um 
Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing all of that, first of all. So I want to acknowledge because even from going to outgrowing friends, Mm -hmm. at the same time, you're also reflecting and you're looking at all these reflections of the people around us and what is it that is uh, like shedding light to within ourselves or our our subconscious mind, Um, especially with with any familial a family dynamics you know so it's just really interesting so I really appreciate that explanation just the way that you expressed it was beautifully um Mm -hmm. as regards of me um it's interesting because I feel like as I reflect back to all of my relationships (laughs) yes a lot of relationships (laughs) it's okay okay. I know y'all are out there too you know with different relationships in the past and just seeing how the more I release certain relationships in love the it's so interesting like I don't want to say like it gets better but I feel like my awareness gets clearer when it comes to relationships and just seeing um, the mirrors and how it's shedding light to different parts of me or parts of whatever um family dynamics that I had like for me there was a lot of neglect you know and another thing is not be so that would connect to like not being prioritized um I don't ever remember my fat my parents ever going to any of my like I was in sports, um, so they would never, I don't ever remember them being at any of my games, you know, so it was like part of that being neglected part, Um, Mm -hmm. and then I think of like in relationships and just different relationships that I've had, I think it was like maybe two or three relationships ago, it's like I wasn't a priority, like your priority, Mm -hmm. this person's priority was like their mom, if that makes sense. Mm, so, yes, of course it does. It makes sense. Of course it makes sense. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think of, okay, so this is shedding light to maybe my mom issues, you know? So mm. it's just all of these layers of things and it's really reflecting it back. And the more relationships I've had, the more clear everything is. So now I know and I am aware and I can bring awareness to just different aspects of myself when I meet other people so it's like you have to really dive deep when you meet someone you have to really excuse me um you have to really um dissect them yes (laughs) not in a creepy way but just in a way where it's like okay why am I why is this person coming into my energetic field why are we coming together why are we meeting what is it that they are reflecting within me or maybe just maybe this is uni testing you are you gonna fall back into let's say this narcissistic relationship or are you gonna look at the red flags yeah (laughs) um not just because they're cute (laughs) (laughs) and that goes back to that fuck boy fuck girl energy where it's like maybe that's all it is and that's okay too you know if that's what you choose to do So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I feel like all the relationships have been so different yet at the same time, it shed so much light within either my insecurities or just like past um, family dynamics that I'm no longer in alignment with anymore. I'm so aware of them that I'm like, okay, how can I build a healthy relationship? 
And then that's when it starts the relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. That oof, oof. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that sounds so beautiful because there's just something that happens when you hear someone, but especially a strong, powerful woman, just stand in her truth and say, mm. I fucking chose me. Mm. I chose me. And just really growing from there. And so I, I get a visceral response when I when I feel that and I see that in someone. I want to say something to you. Oh, isn't it amazing? <laughs> isn't it amazing how how things just always align, right? There's such synchronicity because for a lot of you guys, you might not know, I also have a solo podcast and one of the main, main themes that's been going on with people writing me is them being with a mama's boy or a mama's girl. And and just Iris, when you said like within that relationship, that fuck girl chose her mom. Her mom was her priority constantly, right? And that's that yeah. enmeshment. Like how mm-hmm. how beautiful is it that it comes such full circle, especially mm-hmm. for me with a few things that I've I've experienced in my life, yes, but also with so many people that I've worked with that have experienced this. And I love how you were able to see how that person and their dynamic with their their mother as toxic as it may have been it allowed you to see where there was room for you to acknowledge and room for you to surrender to the healing of it and room to grow when it comes to what your perception was of your mother and what that dynamic looked like and i feel that for most of us that's where we tend to have this resonance maybe where we where we really, gosh, we are this vibrational match to people that have mm-hmm. that signature imprint, right? Mm-hmm. As if we had a lot of neglect growing up, we had a lot of, you know, maybe a parent leaving us. And even if they lived in the home, they were still like never really present. And so we attract these type of people that are also not going to be present, that are also going to choose someone as a priority over themselves and us. So I love that you shared that. I feel that we all have experienced a fuck boy or a fuck girl in our life to some extent. <laughs> I mean, truly, right? Even, mm-hmm. if, even if it's been a friend that has had that, that essence to them. And it's like, wow, like, my goodness. Because that usually comes with like a narcissistic friend. And some people ask me, well, how is it that, you know, a narcissist would even want to be your friend if they're so self-absorbed and they don't care about anybody else? Like, you have to understand that with narcissists, they need attention. They Mm -hmm. need to be the center of attention. Mm -hmm. So in order to be a center of attention, you have to have Mm -hmm. people's attention. So so that's Mm -hmm. another story. But, But just so that that makes a little more sense. And for some of us, for some of us, (laughs) <laughs> our kindred can be our fuck boy or our fuck girl <laughs> because, oh yes 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 because i'm telling you right now my husband has grown into a beautiful man yet i did a lot of the raising i i truly did i had to teach this beautiful boy right because i've known him my whole life teach this beautiful boy how to operate more as a heart-centered man because he was never shown 
he was never shown that. And there was never an exchange in his life where he could really say, okay, I feel this incredible love and nothing's expected back from me, right? So for he and I, when I say to you that we have traveled the depths of hell together and we have ascended to the highest levels of heaven together, I am not exaggerating in any way. We have really had such a sacred dance with hurt and with happiness. And for some of us, when it's our forever kindred, there are so many different exchanges we're meant to have that are going to really expand our evolution as this person, but also as this relationship. Mm -hmm. So for some of us, you know, some of you listening, it could be that you have had that exchange and you're like, well, I mean, you know, I've been with the same person my entire life. And so I can't really speak to ever having a fuck boy or a fuck girl as, as you know, in a romantic relationship. And that maybe that is true. Maybe you've never experienced that with your partner. And for some you have, you have experienced that really challenging discord and disconnect and really being the leader of the expansion in your relationship. And then perhaps your partner feeling like left behind because for many of us, Iris, I know you know this, you yourself have experiences where because we are such great healers and we have such a, a, a particular frequency to us, our partners can feel very inferior to us without us even attempting to make them feel that way mm-hmm. where they can feel like, Oh, it's easy for you or, but that's, I, I can't ever get there there. I don't know how to be more that way. And they take it upon themselves to judge themselves and then also really compare themselves to, to us, right. Mm-hmm. As, as a healer, if you want to mm-hmm. say it that way. And so I know for me, my husband and I, we've had conversations where, I mean, bless his heart. He has sat with me and gone so emotional and like, babe, I don't, I don't know if I could ever get to where you're at. And I'm like, you don't have to, babe. Like that's, that's the beautiful part of it. You don't have to be like me. You don't have to be anywhere I am. You just need to be your most greatest version that you can tap into. There's no comparing. And I say this because everybody listening, please, please take that into your heart. Do not compare yourself to anyone else. If there's ever a time in your life you're going to compare, then let it be that you compare your version now to a version of yourself from before. Mm -hmm. Never compare yourself to anyone outside yourself. Mm-hmm. Let it be that, yes, you've had so many versions of you die and you were rebirthed and you're birthed into this amazing soul and being that you are at this very moment. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be the same person you you were a day ago, a moment ago. You're forever shifting and changing. You're forever growing. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, Many of us know what it feels like to have experiences with that kind of energy that people deem to be a fuck boy, a fuck girl. And hey, maybe some of you listening, you're like, uh, it's me. I'm fuck boy. I'm fuck girl. <laughs> and that's okay too, because that means that you're open to shifting that energy. Because if you're listening to Iris and I, that means that you're open to becoming a greater version of yourself. So Iris, how do you feel about what I just shared right now? Is there anything that like popped out to you and you're like, Oh my God, 
Fuck yes. <laughs> or you're like, what the fuck? Fuck yes to everything, girl. <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> and I love it because I love how you're you're bringing up like relationships because I also feel like this sense of competition <laughs> uh, when, yes. when in reality, it's like it's not a competition, you know? And it's so interesting because I feel like everything you're sharing, like it really resonates with me and just with past relationships and um there's just like this weird I don't know maybe it's their their insecurities or that goes back to comparing when in reality Mm. like ain't nobody like me ain't nobody like like Monica and um ain't nobody like you know you that are listening that is listening right now it's like no one is like you boo and Mm -hmm. and that is okay and if you want to if you want to grow, grow, like do whatever is calling you, you know, and mm-hmm. I feel like this uh, another sense of like, acceptance, like, oh, or you think of family, like, oh, my God, what is my family gonna think? Oh, they're gonna say I'm crazy, you know, and because mm-hmm. in reality, like, maybe you were that black sheep, but I'm here to tell you, you're that rainbow sheep, boo, like, you're here to really break all of this generational trauma, or just like these patterns that you are realizing now that are not working for you and you're ready to expand and you're ready to release these things. And you, you just got to know that you are worthy of evolving and there is nothing wrong with that. You know, I feel like so many people, like I said earlier, so many people are so attached to how they used to be, or that's how that's, that's how I used to be. So I have to connect with that. You know, or people yes. are like, oh, you're changing, like, you know, and it's because they're not changing. <laughs> so right. they're projecting their own perceptions, maybe of themselves towards you because they or they judge themselves. So they're judging you when in reality it has nothing to do with you. You're growing, yes. you're evolving, you're ascending and other people are not. And that is OK. Mm-hmm. So even being aware of if if I do have abandonment issues, like what does it mean if I, I know I was talking earlier about kind of leaving people behind, like, what does that mean for me? No, like, I want to bring them up, you know, and then I think of like, as like, for me, it's like, no, I want everyone to win, you know, I want all my friends to win. But if the people around are not seeing their greatness, they're not seeing how they want to elevate, they don't see how, how worthy they are of, being abundant of growing and glowing and just being a better version of themselves if they're just stuck in that excuse me uh, that victim mentality and they're just Mm -hmm. stuck there they're not seeing they're not expanding they're not like okay I understand why this happened but how Mm -hmm. can I change my story how can I ascend how can I create a new reality because they're so stuck in the past you know, mm-hmm. and the question is, like, how do we get out of it, right? Who are you mm-hmm. around? Like, these are questions that I ask myself. Who am I around? Are they reflecting the people I want to be, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like there's so many layers to what I'm saying. But at the same time, it is all so connected. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I mean, wow. Yes, yes, and yes to everything you just shared. Ah. <sighs> one of the best ways to really gauge if there's a metric that you you'd have to use or you want to use 
the best way to gauge where you're at in your own essence and in your own healing is to see how many people you still have standing around you. And what I mean by that is this, the more that you're growing and the more that you're expanding and you're healing into your greater version, there's going to be so many people that cannot resonate. They're not going to be able to stick around because mm-hmm. their vibrational essence will not be a match to yours. And it doesn't have to be bad or good. It just okay. is. Yes. And that's what I mean by, you know, for, for some of us having friends that are meant for a season. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember what the saying is. I don't know if it's like a reason, a season, a lifetime, whatever it is, there's so much to recall and to learn behind that. But so long as you're not abusing someone and they're not abusing you, right, then it's workable. You can see what that may look like for you. Maybe there's a friendship or a romantic relationship that just needs a little bit of time apart so everybody Mm -hmm. can kind of regroup, right, and then realign. And, and again, remember, I said, so long as there's no abuse going on there. And mm-hmm. so it's not anything to be looked at with this heavy density. You know, I mean, well, gosh, that's kind of the same difference. But this, this heaviness to it where, you know, you judge yourself because you have a certain group of friends or, or maybe some people in your family mm-hmm. saying, oh, you know, you're not the same. Like mm-hmm. when you said, Iris, it's really interesting because when you grow up in a certain environment, the one thing that somebody says to you that you don't ever want to hear because maybe you grew up in the hood or whatever it might be, like, oh, you've changed. It's mm-hmm. like it's, a, it's, a, it's seen as such a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But you're supposed to change. You're supposed to shift. You're supposed to grow. It if is... you're not... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you're not changing, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, sincerely, if yeah, you're not yeah, changing, what are you doing? Literally, you're you know what I, I thought of like, you know, the mentality of the hood. It's like you're changing. It kind of even feels like when you said that, it feels like, oh, you think you're better than me. Oh my God, exactly. That's exactly. See, see, here's the thing, you guys, just so you can have a moment of absolute witnessing. Iris and I have grown up in very, very similar environments. So you see how she automatically knew exactly what I meant by that? She, you knew, Iris, right away. And that's exactly right. That is exactly what I was saying. It's like you, when you grow up in that kind of environment, it's like, oh, like, damn, you changed. Like, you think you're all good or whatever it is. And it's like, you're all good too. Oh, ya te crees, ya te crees. Ya te crees, yeah, right. right. Yeah. You know, um, I do want to kind of go back because you mentioned like even in friendships and relationships where there is abuse, like let's clarify because yeah. abuse is not just physical abuse. Abuse oh, no. is emotional. If people mm-hmm. are not acknowledging your feelings, if people kind of are being disrespectful, like there's so many layers to that. You yes, know, there's yes. so many layers, and I feel like so many of us continue to gaslight the fuck out of ourselves. We're mm-hmm. not, we let these people get in our head and make us feel like, oh, maybe they're right, you know. Like, so really being mindful of the people that you're around mm-hmm. are they giving life to me or are they taking away? Am I feeling exhausted? And am I feeling, mm-hmm. am I, am I, am I in my head about whatever I said when? 
you know, in reality, it's like there are people out there that that are disrespectful. So just really discern and really acknowledge that are the people around me really making me feel joyful? Are they giving are they making me laugh? Are they making me feel good? Or are they making me feel like shit? And Mm -hmm. I'm just like not feeling good after them but you feel like some sort of obligation you know this Mm -hmm. is just for you to marinate in it and to really reflect on is this relationship helping me or is it draining me absolutely absolutely I so much love that you brought that up abuse looks like so many different things and you know one of the major abuse tactics that a person can have that's abusive is neglect. And so for many of us, we grew up believing that abuse meant somebody hitting you. And abuse, as Iris totally well knows, because that is, she has a master's in psychology. And so she understands what I'm speaking on. But for everyone listening, you know, abuse, of course, can be physical abuse, of course, emotional, mental, and gosh, it's not just, oh, if somebody hits you, they're abusing you. You can have somebody that literally will not even pay attention to you. So they're neglecting Mm -hmm. you and they're abusing you. That's manipulative because for a lot of people that are that unhealed and that imbalanced, they will want your loyalty in a really unhealthy way. So they'll do all these different manipulation or abusive Mm -hmm. uh, tactics to see if you'll stick around and they'll see how far they can get with abusing you. And so if you have somebody that they are, I mean, they're pretty clear on letting you know that you're not a priority, then guess what? It's up to you to decide that you're done with that relationship, even if it's your family. And that's where another, another part of me just like just springs into action because mm. here we are talking about friends, foes, right? Fuck boys, fuck girls. Okay, cool. But guess what? That could all be in your family. Mm-hmm. That could be how you grow up. You grew up with that, all those different dynamics within your familial exchange. So even if it's a family member, if they're neglecting you, right? If they are manipulating you in any way. If they're abusing you in any way, you need to know when it's time to let go. And it doesn't matter if they're your mother, your father, your sibling, does not matter. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, and I get it. And especially, uh, you know, being Latina, mm-hmm. home, you know, we're raised a certain way. And, you know, even my mama is tu mama, es tu papá, es tu hermana, pues ni modo, because ultimately also i'll tell you this also being raised by a sicilian woman italians are very very much very much like that also Mm -hmm. and it's everything's this close-knit family like oh but that's your brother oh but that's your sister whatever it might be that doesn't matter it it just doesn't And and i get that family is important and yes but guess what your your main family is you you are your main family. You are your true divine mother, father. You are your own sister and brother. You are all those things to yourself. So here it is. If you're in a, a familial exchange where you're being treated like shit or you're being disregarded consistently, you need to be the one to step up and step mm-hmm. the fuck out. Get mm-hmm. the fuck out. Because 
doing that to yourself, all it's going to do is reinforce that gas lit energy that's in your body. And then your body begins to not trust you because your body sees, oh, you're not honoring me. You're not standing up for me. Mm-hmm. And then that's where so much of that imbalance comes in energetically. And we start to have all kinds of health issues. And so that all goes hand in hand, everyone. And, you know, even sometimes... like, Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, even like you start, how do you say like that you, you talked about being an energetic match to people and yes. then you will, I, I hate to say this, but because you are an energetic match to someone that carries these um, personal traits or these abusive tactics, like subconsciously, you know, when I think of the psychology, we're attracted to that. We're attracted to that. Oh, but this person is really strong or, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I love how, how assertive they are. There's, there's also just being mindful of those red flags, but um, I just wanted to share that. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you for speaking on that because that is true. And, and, you know, when we talk about vibrational match, that's the thing I've had people who will say, you know, Oh, but you know, I, I don't go off with malintent and I don't go trying to hurt people and I don't do those things, but I'm attracting people that are very much like that. So does that mean that it resides in me and that's why I'm attracting them? Yes and no, because the thing is this, you can be somebody that maybe in your timeline, you know, since you are a little child, you went through that kind of abuse. So there's a signature imprint in your essence and in your your energetic field that, that you're still carrying that's alive and well. And so then that might be what the beacon of vibration is that that person's being attracted to. So it's not to say that that's who you are as this grown person, or that's who you are now. Maybe you were never that type of abusive uh, signature anyway, but because you experienced it growing up, or maybe you even saw it between your parents or someone in your household and it recorded in your field and in your body. Mm. So then that's the vibration that somebody that is narcissistic or somebody that is abusive like that will be attracted to because mm. I, oh, so many people gaslight themselves saying, because, you know, in the spiritual community, we say, oh, you know, what resides in me resides in you or we're mirrors and yes and no, yes and no, yeah. because because if you're somebody that has done so much work and you're so loving and, and, and you're putting out into the world all this productive, beautiful energy, and then somebody comes along and you, you trust them and they hurt you and perhaps they're, they've abused you, I don't want you to gaslight yourself and say, oh, that's because that's I am. I, I, that's what was inside me and that's, that's my karmic exchange. No, hmm. not always because that's another thing. That toxic positivity shit that comes from the <laughs> spiritual community. And listen, I don't even consider myself a part of the spiritual community. Fuck that because I, I am just, I'm going to speak for myself and for my exchanges. I mm-hmm. am not a part of some community that, you know, I'm sorry, but carries a lot of egoic energy. There's so much narcissism in the spiritual community. I've seen it over and over again. I don't, I do not consider myself a part of that community. My community is me. That's my community. Mm -hmm. And that is whatever I can offer love to someone else and they're open to receiving it. Then let's hold space for one another. Mm -hmm. And yes, we all have our spiritual tribes and that's fine and all, but it's so important that anybody listening if you're in a situation where you've constantly dealt with these fuck boys or fuck girls, or, or even if it's a relationship that's a friendship and not romantic, 
Yes, be sure to sit with yourself and ask yourself, is there something that's happening in my imprint that I'm longing and calling for that healing? So I'm going to keep give my, giving myself the opportunity to heal by calling in these very unhealed, imbalanced people so that I could shine more light on my shadow and more light on my darkness so that I'll tend to it that much mm. more clearly and better. Then yes, absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Mm -hmm. It may be, it may be that you're just a really nice person. Mm -hmm. You're just a really well-intended, good-hearted person. Maybe there might be a little bit of naivete in there. And I, and I understand we all have those moments, but it could be that you're just, you're just such a pure-hearted being. Mm -hmm. And guess what? When you have a light that shines that bright, mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes it that much more easy for the darkness to spot you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. don't go judging yourself and making yourself feel like shit mm -hmm. because you're attracting such shadow aspect field individuals. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, ultimately, these are all people on a soul level that want the experience of their spirit healing. Yeah. And let me speak on that for just a moment, Iris. People ask me all the time, well, what do you mean like spirit and soul are the same thing? No, they are not. No. Your soul is this divine, beautiful essence. There's nothing that you could say even a little bit that could be deemed to be negative or unbalanced about a soul. Yeah. It's the spirit that has the contrast. So what that translates to is this. Once we come earthside and we take on that vibrational, that vibrational imprint of this being and this, this role we're meant to play in this play we call earth. Mm -hmm. that's the essence of the spirit it spirit has a personality and spirit is also a way for the soul to come back into contact in order to come back earthside once it's left the physical form so the spirit is more the human projection of what a soul is and a soul is this divine essence that is that god vibration and so there's nothing a soul can go through or, or, or needs to learn in order to become better or grow. It's not the soul. No, the soul is already perfect. Mm -hmm. The soul is perfect. The spirit of that person. That's, that's how I'm able to tap into uh, readings with the mediumship aspect of my work is that I can feel the essence of the spirit of that person. Because listen, how is it that when I do, for example, a client I have that her mother only spoke Russian. And she's like, well, well, how does that work? Because you don't know my mom's language. She doesn't know yours. But how is it that you understand what she's saying and you're able to tell me? I'm like, perfect. I love that question. Let me tell you how. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because there's no such thing as language on the other side. It's mm -hmm. all vibration of energy. Yes, but we don't, uh, we don't have these human forms once we leave these human forms. So uh, there's, doesn't matter. Uh, language doesn't matter. None of those things mm -hmm. matter. So what happens is I'm able to connect. And so that person's spirit, that vibrational imprint stays earth side, the spirit, that vibrational energy stays here while the soul leaves and goes on to its next mission or whatever it's, it's doing, whatever, however you want to deem that. And so it acts as an anchor in a sense. 
So for example, if somebody that has crossed over needs to say, maybe come to the bedside or this, you know, come to visit someone that's going through something really harsh and challenging, that's the imprint that's left behind where they're like, ah, that's where I go. It's like an energy, an energy center where that soul can now manifest, use that momentum to manifest itself back into that, that essence so that I can be here for, for that day or those moments or whatever it is to help guide their, their soul tribe, right? As somebody that's a part of their soul group. So I wanted to touch on that really quickly because I'll get people messaging me saying, oh, but you said spirit and I think you meant soul and like, no, I, I know exactly what I mean when I say it again, kind of referring back to the initial part of our podcast. It's very rare that I say things I didn't mean to say. That's very seldom. So I typically mean what I say and say what I mean. And and that's the difference between spirit and soul. And I know we can spend a whole nother episode going over those things. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just wanted to touch on that. And now Iris. I love that. <laughs> I, thank you. I, I, I feel. Go ahead. Whew, I feel that. What do you feel? so much of what was just shared. I, I literally can feel my heart warming up so intensely. And I kept feeling as if I felt that from you also. (laughs) You were probably feeling me. You were (laughs) feeling my spirit and my soul (laughs) at the same damn time. (laughs) Okay. I mean, let's fuck around and be like, the next time we, we have up in the hall, I'll be like, oh, that was my spirit, honey. That was not my soul. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that. No, but I love that you're, that you are ex- explaining and expressing because I'm learning too, you know, I'm a, like I say, I'm a forever student. So I, I always appreciate um, just any channeled message or just any wisdom, you know, that you have to share. So I really appreciate that. And I feel like a lot of people um, were feeling that as well. <laughs> you know, I mm-hmm. feel like we were kind of floating at one point. <laughs> I was like, well, what is happening right now? What is in this tea? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I, and I just love, I just love, um, just the different examples that you give and then just the clients, because I feel like so many people can relate to that and the depth and the explanation. I think it's so beautiful. And another thing, like I never want anyone to feel like I'm saying that you are manifesting X, Y, and Z. Like it's not, I love Uh the explanation that, that you give. And it's really about like, I feel like universe is really bringing so many things to our awareness, but are we willing to really see the truth and Mm -hmm. really see what is this message? Why am I meeting these, this person? Or why did I come across? Why is this person in my energetic field? So it's such a beautiful way. um, And hopefully everyone that's listening is really reflecting on not only their friendships or relationships and familial connections to see if this is really bringing me joy or is this really just draining me? (laughs) Yes. So if if they are those energy vampires, because boo, you know, (laughs) I know (laughs) I can, I can, I can love, how do you say, to help so many people. Um, but when it comes to relationships 
and friends, like I'm just seeing things in a whole different perspective. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. I appreciate just the depth of that, that explanation and being able to kind of go outside of it and Mm -hmm. kind of like being this, um, how do you like, it's kind of like you're an observer in your own life. Yes. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's why I met this person. Oh my God, they're reflecting this. Or, oh, wow, that does not feel good. (laughs) Yeah. That kind of hurts. Like, like, really, I love, I love, I love myself in a way where I'm able to now have conversations with myself. Like, all right, Iris, what are you feeling right now? Or what are you observing? Oh, this person just really has a cloud in over their head all the time. And mm-hmm. you just want to help them. You want to help them get out of that cloud. You, But they're in the end of the day, I have to constantly remember that I'm not here to help everyone because not everyone wants to be helped. And that's okay. Right. That yes. is okay. And um, yeah, so that I feel like that's another... Um, I don't even want to call it pendejada, but just like a way to really, really reflect on myself. Like, why do Mm -hmm. I want to help so much? Like, obviously, my clients, my one on ones, like they're they're ready, you know, and Mm -hmm. in the end of the day, like it is not my job to to heal anyone in my family like if anything it is their responsibility (laughs) you know even though they keep complaining about the same thing yeah you know what you need to do but you don't do it and that's okay yes and (laughs) and it's okay so long as they're not projecting that abuse or neglect upon you that part right right because that's the other thing that happens with many of us that do the work is we all of a sudden have this amazing understanding of why things happen the way they do Mm -hmm. and how trauma really forms so many different aspects of personality. Mm -hmm. And so then we have this amazing compassion that comes over us and we're like, okay, I see exactly why they're behaving this way and why they're projecting on Mm -hmm. me. And, and then so all of a sudden we're like, okay, we're being super understanding so much to where oh my it's God, under yes. them that we're standing. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't ever become so understanding from with someone else that you become under them standing. Like, they, they, they're not supposed to be standing over you. They're not supposed mm-hmm. to be in any way applying their pressure from their projections of their imbalance within or upon you. And that's where it gets really challenging because the more and more you do the work and the more and more you become aligned, <laughs> the more and more you, you want to help other people because you're like, this is fucking amazing. Like everybody can do this. Let's do this. And then there are some people that are meant to stay asleep this time around. Yeah. And that is okay. Absolutely. As long as those people are not hurting you. Best part. Yeah. That part. Mm, then then hey uh love and light and fuck off i guess because you know the more and more that you ask yourself like iris when you're sharing you know asking yourself if this is joyful and those things something i always say and iris knows this so well is (laughs) you know sit with yourself and and literally say maybe even write down on a piece of paper 
is this person joyful to me? And write everybody's name, like in your family, maybe your friends, even coworkers, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sit with it and then respond. So maybe at the top, at the top, the, the number one person is going to be, and this is where I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind a tiny bit in just a second. But most people will write maybe the most challenging relationship in their life. Maybe it's going to be their life partner or their romantic partner or their mom or whomever it is. And then you sit with yourself and you say, refer back to the question, is this person joyful in my life? It's either a fuck yes or a fuck no. Mm -hmm. Literally say that. Say fuck yes or fuck no. There's no no. fuck maybes in here. There's no (laughs) fuck maybe. Maybe. No, no, no. Just yes or no. Fuck yes or fuck no. If it's not a fuck yes, then it's a fuck no. Write that shit down. And then when you get to the end of all that, tally up how many fuck yeses there were. And then and then zero in on those people. Those are the people that you really want to place your, your intention and attention to. Mm. And here's the part where I say I blow your mind a little bit. Every person I've ever done this exercise with, there's not been one, not one till this day that wrote their name up there first. Because guess what? You need to ask yourself, are you bringing your motherfucking self joy? Not just mm. if other people are joyful to you, are you fucking joyful to you? Not one person has ever written their own name or self or anything on the entire list. Mm-hmm. That's the one person you need to be concerned with. Not everybody else. That's the number one person that is your priority. You are your family. You are the greatest love of your life. You are your great love story. Yes. To allow yourself to begin to align like it. Not Mm. act like it. Nobody's here to fucking act. No, align. Align Mm. in it. So Mm. ask yourself those things. See where it goes and grows from there. Stop yeah. gaslighting yourself into staying in these relationships with these foes or these fuck mm-hmm. girls and fuck boys. Mm. Life is long, honey. They, they tell you life is short. Ah, life is long. Life is long because it's going to be as long as it needs to be in order for you to have the exchanges and the experiences that allow for your expansion in this timeline. Mm. Don't take it for granted. Take Preach, advantage. Girl. Okay. Preach. Preach. Get it, get it to a space and a place in your mind and your heart where the next time somebody says to you, who is the most important person in your life? You say, motherfucking me. Me. Okay. <laughs> Please. It's time. It's time, boo. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Ooh. wow yes I felt I was, that in my pussy I was Ooh. feeling that every <laughs> <laughs> just like your words especially when you are just you know really feeling that energy and whatever's flowing through like it just sounds so powerful everything you're sharing is so on point and it's so important so for those who are listening, hopefully these messages resonate with you and know that we're also here if you have any questions. Sometimes we don't even know what a healthy relationship is because we've never been around anyone that mm. is healthy in that way that is mm-hmm. loving. So we don't know any better. And if we don't know any better, we're not going to be able to do better. Mm-hmm. 
Yummy, so, yummy, yummy. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I love it. I love Iris that we've had quite a few challenges getting to be able to <laughs> to actually record this episode. And then it's like, oh nice. Okay. It worked out. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I'm so glad that it did because <sighs> um I feel like sometimes we may have a vision and uni's like, nope, this is a right. you gotta wait. And it's like, okay, I'm surrendering. I'm flowing. Yes. <laughs> but when are we gonna do this podcast? <laughs> right? You're like, you're like, okay, I'm I'm in, I'm in a state of surrender with a tiny little bit of um not surrender because <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking human and that's okay. And that's beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> well, I really hope. I I know speaking for Iris and myself, I we really do trust that this resonates with mm. anyone that it's meant to resonate with yes and we want so much for you to know that we are here for you we are so much in love mm. wanting to hold space for you mm. so if you have any questions or comments please do send us those questions or comments and we'd be more than happy and joyful to hold space for you and with you and I don't know about you Iris is there anything else you want to share hmm what do I want to share I just want you to know how amazing you are I want you to know that you are worthy of really receiving that love that you give just so easily and so Mm -hmm. effortlessly to everyone and they mama because you know Mm -hmm. you do and it's time for you to really give yourself that love. And no, it doesn't mean you're being selfish. No, it's not just me, me, me. Like it's really you, <laughs> your own mom, your own dad, just like Monica says, your own you family. And mm-hmm. know that that you are just so deserving of living a joyful life. And if you are going through hard times, allow yourself to feel whatever comes up and really discern and reflect on, is this really where I want to be? How can mm-hmm. I get out of this? How can I choose better? Who do, who do I need to be around to just feel delicious and high vibrational? Maybe we have no one or maybe you have us on the other side of this screen on Instagram um, just know that you're not alone and there is a better choice mm. and it's time to change your reality if you are not joyful in it and I'm rooting for mm. you and I love you and I'm so excited for you and we are here to hold you I love you mm. I love that you said there's a better choice you are your better choice. Yeah. Oh, look at us. We finished oh. such a sense of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for spending time with us. We appreciate you so much. We know mm-hmm. that you have so many options and you have so much precious time that you need to spend and direct into other aspects of your life. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for holding space with us. 
And for today, that's going to be it for the Portals and Pendejadas podcast. I'm Monica, the Psychic Medium. And I am Iris, the Intuitive. Sending you so much love. Blessings. Bye.